Here we go. Are you ready? Yep. Are you? I'm ready. Okay. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the podcast from P-Town. I am your co-host, and your host is here with the most. Say hi. Hi. You know what I'm thinking about doing? I'm thinking about starting a new entry, and when you say, here comes your host, I'm going to have it start playing the Chicago Bulls entry song, you know, when Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen and all them used to come out onto the court. Yeah. So I'm kind of in the same caliber with them. But not in a basketball caliber, right? I don't know. I mm. play some pretty mean... Uh, uh-huh. Pig. Horse. Pumpkin pushing. Uh-huh. So, um, hi. Hope everybody's... Uh, hey, I got a question for you. Does everybody else out there that's married and has a wife that's a little off-kilter um, wake up like they're living in an igloo in the mornings? Oh, good grief. Because I love being able to wake up in the morning and immediately make a mad dash to find the nearest sweatshirt or jacket I can put on. It's great. Okay, let's put this in context, right? It's it's 90 some odd degrees most every day. And so when it cools off, I like to open up the doors and windows and have fresh air come in. However, the temperatures have been getting down to about 48 or 49. Or lower. Nope, it's been 48 or 49. I literally and, wake up and there's icicles hanging from my testicles. That is not That is not a true statement. Anyhow, this morning I did close things up so it would warm up a little bit. I thought about building a fire this morning. <laughs> no. It's not that bad. It was chilly. I'm usually the cold one, and it is very refreshing. Especially like... Some call it refreshing. <laughs> Others of us call it, I don't know what, but refreshing isn't the first word that comes to my mind. Wow. It's usually one that would make this podcast get an explicit rating. Oh, wow. Anywho, so yeah. it's enjoyable to make sure that you capture as much of the cooler as possible, you know. Yeah, because I can really feel it tonight. I know. It's nice and cool in here, isn't it? No, it's not. It is cool in our... In, yes, it is cool in here. So... You whine a lot. Uh, well, it's warranted. No, whining is not warranted ever, ever. Um. So Can anyhow, you stop. <laughs> got me all flustered now. If you cleaned your desk, this wouldn't be an issue. Well, if you cleaned your desk or this desk, but it's not my desk. Remember that. Mm. You said it, not me. Mm. So. It ain't going to be a great... By the way, we're probably not going to have a podcast next week because uh, the missus and I are going to be in a car together for extended amounts of time. <laughs> so that'd be great. Yes. So, anyhow, taking a look at the news. So, remember the... Wait. Thank you, news correspondent. Oh, yeah. Thank you, you news correspondent. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um... So, he gave us an update to, remember the man in the hole that he talked about last week that died, the last indigenous person? Oh, yes. In that Brazilian place? Yes. So, he gave an update to it because he knew I didn't know what it was talking about. Hmm. He said he was the last surviving member of his people following their genocide by oh. Brazilian settlers in the 1970s to the 1990s, and he lived alone from the mid-1990s until his death in 2022. 
Living primarily by hunting and gathering and moving frequently, he left behind a deep hole of unknown purpose in each of his homes, giving rise to his nickname. The man in the hole. He probably was taking a crap in the hole. He didn't want to spread it all over the jungle. He or he put, put it his in a hole and then animal remnants down there, like the bones and stuff. Or maybe he put Joe Dirt down there. Maybe it, it puts the lotion and on its skin. Puts the lotion on his skin. <laughs> so, Funai, I'm not is sure it, what that is. Is that his name? No, hmm. uh, it, I don't know what Funai stands for. But anyhow, it first became aware of the man of the hole's isolated existence in 1996. They observed that he periodically moved his home, building straw huts for shelter. He hunted wild game, collected fruits and honey, and also planted maize and manioc. Oh. Probably smoked a lot of pot, too. Probably not. Over the years, more than 50 huts built by him were identified by Funai. 50 huts? Holy crap. I haven't built one house in my entire life, and he's built 50 of them. Well, good for him. And he, his... he lives off the land. Yeah, I could do that. No. Oh, I could. Hmm. You'd have to have your all your special foo-foo stuff, though. His nickname derives uh, from the deep hole found in each home that he abandoned. It was originally believed that these holes were used to trap animals or to hide in, but some observers have also speculated that they might have been of spiritual significance. The holes were narrow and more than 1.8 meters, or 5 feet 11 inches, deep. Fourteen similar holes were found in the ruined village discovered by Funai in 1996. So that's the deal with the man in the hole, dude. Okay, so wait, was the hole actually in his house, or was it just yeah, so, outside? No, it sounds like they were in his house until then he destroyed the houses, and then they were outside the house. Maybe he put the house inside the hole when he was done with it. No. Oh. Um, Maybe he was digging for food. Maybe there was grub and earthworms and stuff. No? No. Oh. I don't think so. I think it's still to crap in. <laughs> so, they're quietly holding tax increase hearings no one knows about. In 2019, Oregon lawmakers voted to create the Oregon Task Force on Universal Health Care, Senate Bill 770, to draft up a plan for free health care for all Oregonians. Okay. The state government would replace all private insurers and abolish all company policies. Universal health care promises free health care at no cost to anyone, including non-citizens, homeless, and people moving into the state. To pay for it, the task force has proposed a new Oregon income tax with the highest rate at 15%. Oh my gosh. The national nonprofit, The Lund Report, has criticized the task force as worked quietly and has drawn scant attention. Uh, for such an ec economic overhaul project and enormous tax increases. Very few Oregonians have any idea that there have been public meetings during the summer of 2022, when what? most people are on vacation, obviously, to discuss abolishing private health care and replacing it with a possible new 15% income tax. This would be in addition to current income taxes. Oh, my so god. So if you figure your tax is like 28% or whatever, uh -huh. that'd make it 43%, almost 50% of your oh my check. Gosh. Hey, everybody, write your congressman or your senateman or uh, write Vicki Brees Iverson. She'll get to the bottom of it. She's working for Oregon. And for us people out here in rural Oregon, we really like her. I'm shocked. Yeah, that's a bunch of crap. Wait, do we get a vote on this or is this just happening? Well, it sounds like it'll be a vote, but, the, but they'll... 
tease it to get all these woke people and all this other crap to get it. And then you're going to end up like all these socialist states where people, uh-huh. uh, they get a cough and they go to the doctor because it's free health care. Right. So then you go in there with a broken arm or something and it takes you two hours to get seen. Or longer. Yeah. Pay attention, people. Wake up. <sighs> so, big fire in Oregon. Two additional task forces arrived in northeastern Oregon on Monday to tackle the Double Creek Fire. Authorities uh, said increasing the total number of firefighters there to 401. Fire officials hope the boost in manpower and favorable weather conditions will help them get the blaze under control. As of Monday, the fire was 0% contained and had burned 68 square miles in a remote area near the Idaho state line. Uh, It prompted evacuation orders in some areas. Sunday and Monday were really good windows of opportunity as we saw lower temperatures, said Brian Richardson, a spokesperson for the Oregon State Fire Marshal. Winds were a lot more calm than what we had seen, especially on Saturday when we saw the significant expansion of the fire. The Double Creek Fire grew tenfold in size on Saturday from 6 square miles to nearly 60 square miles by Sunday morning. In response, Governor Kate Brown issued a declaration allowing the state fire marshal to take command and send other agency resources to help local firefighters. The Wallawa County Sheriff's Office has issued a go-now evacuation alert for the town of Imnaha and southeast or in south to Freeze Out Road about 20 miles. Um, Authorities have warned other nearby areas to be ready for possible evacuation. I thought there was five different fires burning in eastern Oregon right now. Remember when we had all those fires a few years ago and they said it was because Trump was causing global warming? Yeah. Where is that now? I don't, well, yeah, and Trump's not in office. Well. Um, doesn't look like anybody real famous died this week. Well, hallelujah. Oh, yeah. well, they had that horrible floatplane accident on Monday. Oh, and then that in jogger some- gal got... Uh, kidnapped and probably killed in she, Memphis. She died, yeah. Well, yeah, she died, but and I think they found the guy who killed her already. Oh, yeah. Um, and then... That was pretty much it from our news correspondent. But I got a couple... Uh, this week is probably going to be a uh, little bit of a shorter version because I didn't really understand the topic. So oh. you get to listen to me jibber-jabber a little bit more. So, I was thinking, I'm all for people packing, carrying concealed. Okay. And all this other, you know, people can carry concealed, people can pack guns, people can do whatever they want. I don't care. Guns don't kill people. Husbands who come home early from work kill people. Right? So, what I'm thinking is one of the downfalls of this is going to be when they have a big public shooting or a mass shooting incident in one of these areas, right? And there's like 10 people in there that are private carrying or concealed carrying. And they're all thinking that they're going to be the hero and take down the shooter. Well, for one, they may not know exactly who the shooter is, you know, because they come from different areas or, or you know, come from this part of the store, that part of the store, see somebody with a gun, start opening fire. The cops come in. It makes their job all that more difficult to determine who the actual bad shooter is and who the good shooters are. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? Well, I think it's definitely going to cause an issue. But if 
you're accurate and fast enough, you can take the bad guy down, and then when the police come in, you can just put your hands but up. But the problem is, is you're going to get a bunch of idiots who it's their yeah. first time buying a gun. I understand. You that. know, it's just like on that one podcast I was listening to, <clears throat> where this guy, all of his neighbors were like way way against guns and stuff you know oh guns are bad guns are bad guns are bad well then when all the riots started happening in their neighborhoods they were coming over to his house to ask if they could borrow one of his guns uh, no i'd say no yeah it's just uh my gosh um and then i was thinking about something else oh, i yeah. saw this deal even though with biden the administration you know, our stocks are down, our retirement's down and everything. Oh, it's plummeted. Yeah, we got to look on the bright side of the things that are up, like gas prices and inflation and global instability and immigration and political polarization. See, it's not all bad. There's some things that are up under the Biden administration. <sighs> See, it's glass half full, glass half empty. I wish he was in a glass. Yeah, that's be true. They should study his brain for science. They would probably find that there's like all kinds of like degenerative things happening. Yeah, it could be. Could be. Okay, well. Um, or they might find the strings that make him. That are attached to uh, Obama. That trace him all the way back to Obama. Better than Clinton. Why didn't he, all these ideas that he had that he was going to how he was going to make the country greater and everything. Obama. No, Biden. Why didn't he do it when he was Obama's vice president? Maybe because Obama said no. Yeah. I'm starting to think Obama wasn't that bad of a guy. I don't, I'm not, I mean, no. I mean, he kind of, he sucked. Yeah. But he's a lot better off than what we're stuck with now. Well. So. Do you know that gas has dropped supposedly for 12 weeks in a row? We're still sitting at, you know, 475 or 480, but... Oh, and that's the thing that ticks me off, is that we didn't... I don't know if we talked about this or not, but the uh, White House comes out and says that there was no inflation in July. Yeah. Who said that? They said it in a, a press conference. They said there was no inflation in July. Well, yeah, there was no inflation, but we were still riding on the 8 or 10% inflation that they had accumulated since then. Right. You can only raise it up so high. Even though there's no inflation, we're still playing twice as much for stuff as we were before. It's all about wordplay. Yeah, it definitely is. Hmm. So, it's a such a happy time coming on the podcast to vent and complain and fuss. And... Nah. Let's um, talk about a real heavy topic. A fun topic. Okay, foreign debts. Yes. That's what we're covering. I think I know what that is. And as I mentioned, as we get farther into into this song it's getting kind of harder and harder to find good stories uh to or good explanations i guess um because i'm not even uh really sure exactly what the phrase in this song is talking about so but i've made a commitment to you the fan and i'm trying <laughs> to talk about this one but i may be way off what are you laughing at i like how you say the fan well, we may only have one left after all my jokes and stuff, so. Well, they hang on. Yeah. Okay. So, it appears, uh, from what I <coughs> understand on this thing, is it's talking about the balance of trade. And basically, it's an accounting of the nation's total income from exports versus its cost of imports. 
So if a country is exporting more than it imports, it is said to have a trade surplus. But if it imports more than it exports, then it is said to have a trade deficit. Huh. Getting it? So this can change from country to country. Uh, in the 80s, it seems we had a trade surplus with Australia, but we had a trade deficit with countries like China. So we were exporting more stuff to Australia, but we were importing more stuff from China. What was Australia that, buying from us? I don't know. Australia? Uh, yeah. Wouldn't it have been cheaper for them to make it themselves than to try and fly it? You know the whole inside ocean? of their country is basically a desert? Oh, no? Why don't they build it's all something? Just, it's just barren, crappy land, it sounds like. Well, they should build and use solar. I think they do. Oh, down there they have a lot of houses that are built into the ground around like Cooper Petty and stuff because it's so hot down there. Really? Yep. Well, that would make sense. Learn something new every day. You stick with me, I'll learn you a thing or two. Uh, yeah. Um, we currently have a trade deficit in humans with Mexico because we're getting a lot more than we're sending out. Um, <laughs> but uh, as I was looking into this, I was having a hard time trying to find a whole lot of info about it. Um, but it seems during the 80s it was happening with a lot more countries than just us um and a lot of these countries actually ended up defaulting on their foreign debts uh you know they just couldn't pay the money that they owed right. for the imports uh the problem with all the data though is it isn't accurate because some data analysts did some digging and um probably because they had time on their hands because they don't have girlfriends and they started digging up the trade of the whole world. So they found out that the total exports was about 1% higher than the world's imports, which can't be correct. It has to even out. You would think, I mean, if you're exporting, well, I guess they could keep, no. if you're exporting to a, com a country, I guess they could keep it local and then it wouldn't be an import. Huh, maybe. Things that make you go, hmm. Um, but you have to take into account countries that don't have good records, uh, that, you know, they don't really keep track of all their exports and imports or the countries that, uh, use this types of things to launder money because money laundering oh. can be a deal too, where they save their exporting stuff and then they import and you know, the money kind of shifts hands behind right. the, huh. yeah. So, anyhow, um, so I'm not a financial analyst, but it all focuses around money, just like everything else in the world. But the physical balance of trade is different than the monetary balance of trade. You see what I'm getting at? You, you smelling what I'm putting down? Sure. Okay. So, for instance, a lot of developing countries... Um, and the U.S., because we're dumb, they export raw materials, and then they import finished material at a higher price. So, like, Why? here we would see, like, all this lumber being exported to China or wherever, uh -huh. and then we would import it back after they made something out of it. Why don't we just build it ourselves? Well, because um, part of the problem is that the cost of labor in the U.S. is a lot higher than other places. Oh, yeah. Here, they have to, people think that they have to live like royalty. And in other countries, you can work 15-year-old kids for a nickel a day, which is the way it should be. No. 
What? Wrong. Teach these kids some work ethic. It's like that guy told his his employee that time. He says, his employee says, hey, nice brand new car you got there. And he says, yeah. He says, just remember, he says, if you work hard and keep your nose to the grindstone and work extra hours and stuff, next year I'll buy another one. Oh, that's awful. Yeah. So, um, but it seems in the 1980s that this was a bigger deal that even maybe more than it is now because a lot more countries were entering into trade agreements. Um, so if a country can get the same commodity from a country other than the U.S. at a cheaper price, then they'll end up going, it's just like shopping, you right. know, they'll go there to do their shopping. Right. Which then turn causes us to have to drop the price on our exports. Which then hurts us because the people producing these commodities are still wanting top dollar after they create something out of it. Right. And then we're dumb enough to buy it back from them at that higher dollar and it creates a vicious cycle. And so in my mind, when you have a trade deficit, you end up with an economic issue and you can't pay your bills. I think the latest country that actually defaulted on its foreign debts was Greece. Oh. And you know what we talk about Greece. No, we don't talk about Greece or Turkey. What do you mean? What was I going to say? Remind saying, me. Nope. Do you know what my grandpa used to always say? Move on. If Russia attacked Turkey from behind, do you think Greece would help? I know. Okay. I may have said that before. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Russia had talked about actually uh, when he invaded Ukraine, they talked about maybe defaulting on their foreign debts, which everybody's probably going to hate him here in a while anyhow because of the whole Ukraine thing. Um. But there have been a bunch of countries at the time uh, that were in debt to us, and they weren't able to pay those debts, so then they default on those debts, and then that leaves us holding the bag, because if they don't have the money to pay it, mm -hmm. it's not like you can take them to bankruptcy court or something. You can't repo the other country. Yeah, so what happens? So, I don't know. I guess you just end up having to eat it. Well, that's dumb. Yeah, I don't know. Or maybe you ask for payment before you export it or something. I don't know. Or import it. But, like I said, I don't know a whole lot about world economics and any of this type of stuff, so I don't know that we really uh, have a whole lot more to say on this one. Um, if you understand this whole thing a little bit more than I do, why don't you go ahead and shoot me a message so that maybe we can both understand it? Because I really, I, I kind of get the gist of it. And I also think that also why it became an issue in the 80s is because a bunch of countries were kind of almost maybe seems like they were hitting their industrial revolution. <coughs> and so they were starting to create more and more goods and things like that. And they were able to export out of their country and, you know, we would buy it from them. Right. Is the only, about the only logical thing I could think of uh, how it all came down. Because like I said, there really wasn't a whole lot that I could find on this. I went through a bunch of different places and uh, I found like some reports and stuff from different sites, but it was all, it, none of it was really, I don't know, just wasn't really anything useful. Oh, I got you. Unless you want to just to sit here and listen to me read charts to you. No, no. Yeah. So, that's pretty much it that we have for this one. And like I say, I think uh, next week we're going to be on a hiatus. I think it's the first time, actually, since I've done the podcast. Well, except for when I was in the hospital. I think I missed that time. 
Um, but this may be the first time that I've actually missed doing it for a whole week. I mean, I've missed a night or two. Right. I don't think I've ever missed an entire week. And you know what else we forgot? What else? We forgot that today was the first day of school for a lot of little youngsters. Oh, So, yeah. happy first day of school to everybody. Yeah. And tomorrow, everybody else goes back to school. All the, uh, you know, uh, all the rest of the kids. You know what else today is? Uh, September 6th. You know what else? No. It was the first day for a lot of day drinking amongst parents. Oh, good grief. I don't think that's true. Now that all the little rat bastards are back in school. <laughs> no. Anyhow, happy first day of school to everybody. And tomorrow when you go. Anyhow. And? And then? A bunch of probably weeping mothers. Yes. Who had to have their boyfriend come over and console them oh, while their husband it. was hard at work trying to make a living to put a roof Good over her head. Grief. So she could sit on the couch and eat bonbons. People don't do that. Eat bonbons? Nobody I know sits around and eats bonbons. Everybody has a job. Not everybody. That I know. Not everybody. I know a few people that do. <gasps> All right. Not Anyhow, naming any names. I hope everybody has a great week. Stay safe out there. Stay diligent. Help a neighbor. Be kind. Somebody cuts you off in traffic. Just pray for him. Don't be a school shooter. Why would you say that? Why, why would you there, say that? There was another podcast and I don't that care. I listen to a lot, and they're taking a hard stance against school shooters. Okay, well, that... Which Anyhow. I have to applaud. Everybody gets on these moral high grounds and stuff and goes against, you know, all this woke stuff and stuff. They're taking a stance against school shooters. Okay. Well, on that note, have a great... We've got to find something to take a stance against on our own. Uh, have a great rest of your evening. We will miss you next week, but we will be back the week after. Unless I figure out a way... No. I maybe could no. record the no. podcast on no. the iPhone. Nope. Nope. We will see you not next week, but the week after. I bid you adieu. Okay, so send me some messages about um, this whole foreign debt thing, if you understand it better than I do, which wouldn't take a whole lot. <laughs> Have a good week, and we will see you guys next time. Okay, be kind. <laughs>